The servants of the Lord Jesus are called to follow his example in every way. In Peter's first letter, he by the Holy Spirit commands us to put on the same mind of Christ with regards to suffering. Today on Drawing Near, we will examine what that looks like. So take your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 4 and join us as we study Think Like Jesus. As we prepare for our study, let's pray together. Father, we come before you today desiring to draw near to you. You've told us in your word that if we will draw near to you, you will draw near to us. And that's our great desire. So, Father, help us to understand what it is to draw near to you. And not just to draw near for a few minutes this morning or a few minutes this afternoon, but to come before you, to draw close to you, and then to abide there. Jesus teaches us much in the Gospel of John about abiding in him. Father, we need to learn these lessons. And if we are to take on the mind of Christ, we need to know what that mind is. So help us, Father, through the power and presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives to do, to think, to say, to be what you desire us to. All for your glory. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today we will be examining 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. In verse 1, Peter writes, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. With the word therefore, Peter begins to conclude or summarize his thoughts regarding suffering in the early chapters. So he says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh. We know that Jesus Christ suffered. We should know and we should always be considering the fact that he suffered in the flesh for us. He did not have to suffer. He willingly suffered. He willingly left heaven, came down to this earth, and he became obedient all the way to the cross. Literally, he became obedient to God for our sin every step of his human life, all the way up to and including the cross. And so since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, we need to arm ourselves also with the same mind. This idea of arming ourselves is likened to what Paul says to put on. We are to understand what Christ did for us and then deliberately choose to arm ourselves with the same mind, to think like Jesus with regards to suffering. In Philippians 2, Paul says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. Christ had a humble mind, a submissive mind, and we've heard that word submissive in this letter. He had an obedient mind. So the mind of Christ is humble lowly, submissive, and obedient. This is the mind that we are to have as well. We are to not think more of ourselves than we should. We're to see ourselves the way God sees us. We are to submit ourselves, to place ourselves under the authority of God, under the authority of the Holy Spirit, and under the appropriate authorities in our lives. 
we are to arm ourselves with the mind of Christ, and then we are to be obedient to God for his glory. Why? For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That's a strange phrase. What it literally means is this. When you deny the flesh, when you take on the mind of Christ and suffer in the flesh willingly, then sin no more has power over you. The great cause of sin in our life is our pride, is our rebellion. And so when we choose to suffer before God, suffer in the power of the Holy Spirit, suffer in this world by being submissive and obedient, then sin no longer has power over us. If you think about it, all the sin that you commit is self-centered sin. It's a sin of pride. Whether you're criticizing someone else, saying that they are less and you are more, whether you're judging, whether you're speaking evil of other people, it's always about yourself being up and other people being down. You being right, other people being wrong. This is all sin, and it can all be dealt with with the mind of Christ. In verse 2, we're told, The one who suffers in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. We have to choose how we're going to live. As followers of Christ, we should have already made that decision, but as we grow in Christ, we learn what that decision looks like. We cannot live according to the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of men. The time that we remain in this world, that's what Peter's talking about here, we need to live for the will of God, which is the mind of Christ with regards to suffering, to see suffering correctly and to understand it and to embrace it. In verse 3, we're told, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. The word Gentiles here is a synonym for sinners. So we've spent enough of our time, enough of our life, doing what the Gentiles do, acting like them, living in the desire of the Gentiles or the sinners. And then he describes what that looked like. Walking in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In other words, the Christian does not partake in these things. Now, a quick description of this stuff. A lot of this has drunkenness involved, wild rebellion against God involved, and sexuality involved. It all involves feeding the flesh instead of feeding the spirit. Walking according to the lust of the flesh instead of walking according to the desire of the Holy Spirit. In verse 4, in regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. The world does not understand why our attitude towards sin is not the same as theirs. They do not see sin as sin. They see sin as normal. So many parents send their children off to college knowing that they are going to, quote-unquote, sow their wild oats. They think that's appropriate. They want their children to get that out of their system and to do it where the parents aren't there anymore. They think that's a normal part of college life. Sin is not an acceptable part of any life or any part of our life. And God tells us this. 
And so the world thinks it's strange that we don't join them in this watered-down, self-destructive behavior of sin. And so what do they do? They speak evil of us. They cause us to suffer. In verse 5, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. We need to know all of those who cause us suffering because we have chosen to follow Christ in holy living, in submissive living, in embracing the mind of Christ, they will be judged by God. A judgment is coming. We don't need to retaliate. We don't need to rebel against those who cause us suffering. We do not need to speak evil of them. We need to pray for them. We need to model Christ for them. We need to share the gospel with them because they're going to give an account to God who is ready. That's important to note, who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead. There we go again, the gospel being preached to those who are dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. This is what Peter is saying. Even those who died before the cross are under the same gospel message. And many of those who died before the cross had lived by faith before God, looking forward to the salvation in Jesus Christ. But many of those had lived wickedly in the flesh, in rebellion to God, denying faith in him, and they will be judged accordingly. That's what it means, ready to judge the living and the dead, those of us now and those who came before. We need to remember, suffering is a byproduct of sin. We are going to suffer no matter what we do. We will either suffer under the curse and penalty of sin, or we will suffer walking in the Spirit contrary to sin. We will suffer as a lost person, or we will suffer as a saved person. We are told in the New Testament, it is better to suffer for righteousness' sake. Then there is great reward. Paul says, I do not consider the suffering of this present age to be comparable to the glories that await us. We need to always remember that. Father in heaven, help us to embrace the mindset of Jesus Christ to walk in the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. Help us to bear up under the suffering of this present age, looking forward to the glory that awaits us in heaven. Thank you for our great salvation, and thank you for opening our mind, opening our eyes to these truths. Guide us as we seek to walk rightly before you today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.